Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Welcome to another edition of the Pilot's Advisor. Great to be with you today. Walter Storholt alongside Ryan Fleming, financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving you throughout the world, literally. I mean, Ryan's in Europe right now as we get ready to host today's show. Based out of Georgia, though, in uh, the United States. And you can certainly get in touch with Ryan by going to FlemingFG.com. Lots of great resources and past episodes of the podcast available to you there. Go check it out for sure. Ryan, my friend, you've been flying all over the place lately. What's going on? Yeah, been out on the road and, you know, truly did what you discussed is true. I mean, I met with a client in Paris. I'm in uh, Belgium, Maastricht, as many guys know. Uh, actually met with a prospect today and actually talked to another client who's in Washington State. Wow, that's pretty cool. So uh, I remember we were actually trying to record yesterday, but the, we were trying to get all of our, our, figuring out all of our time zones with you bouncing everywhere was throwing us for a loop. So we, we punted to today. Probably a good idea. Just another day in the life. <laughs> That's right. What's the uh, off-the-wall question for you? What's the worst like uh, time zone mix-up you've ever had? Have you ever had a time where you just like really botched trying to keep up with the time zones and, and just really, like, I don't know, called your wife at 2 in the morning somewhere because you just got kind of like the time squirrely or something like that and woke her up? I'm getting pretty good at doing the calculations, but there's been a couple of times where I've set up, you know, like where I'll set up a client meeting and knowing that I'm going to land and then you know, like an hour or two later, get on the phone and I'm dead tired. You're like, so not ready to, you know, to go into this meeting that, you know, but you got to suck it up and do what you got to do. And then also, I really try not to fly during the day where, you know, the business day back in the United States, because I like to be available and working and, you know, during those hours. Uh, But every once in a while, I'll have a flight where like, I'll miss like, most of the day on a Monday. And I really hate doing that because, you know, of course I land and you got a billion calls you got to catch up on. (laughs) Exactly. You know, 70 emails. And and so, you know, I have, I have a back office and I have a lot of support, but I I like being there and ready to go. I mean, nothing, nothing when you, when you invest in the market the way you should, nothing should be time sensitive because we're not trying to time the market. We're not trying to stock pick and get in and get out because most of those are emotional decisions that tend to actually hurt you. So, but I still like to be around and available. Well, speaking of uh, things that are time sensitive, in full disclosure to our listeners, let me just give you some some background info because things change on a daily basis these days. We're recording today's episode on October 29th, so Thursday, October 29th. Just for reference for when you listen to this podcast, um, keep that in context if you're listening. Obviously, in a couple of days, we've got a big thing happening in the world with the United States election. So if you happen to be listening to this after the election, you know, put this in the proper context. But Ryan, I mean, it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on in the world. You mentioned you're traveling all throughout Europe. It's certainly all over the news. Uh, A lot of new coronavirus infections and worries. We've just recently seen over the last couple of days, the markets reacting negatively to that news. And we have the uncertainty of the election around the corner. I would imagine this is just a a lot for anybody to keep up with in just normal life. But then you've got that financial component that you're always keeping an eye on, too. Yeah. And, you know, we put out a lot of content here recently about how, you know, the volatility in the market is going to, you know, go start to happen as we get closer and closer to the election. Uh, However, you know, France deciding to shut down their 
a lot of their businesses for the next month. Germany's doing the same. Um, Belgium's starting to do it. So, you know, the world takes notice. And I think that, along with the increase in cases uh, domestically, has actually, you know, yesterday we had a really, really large drop in the market, almost a thousand points. So that's the biggest pullback we've had in a long while. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, uh, in, uh, people in the market, how they react to that. Um, GDP, they just showed the numbers are up 33% today. So that's positive news on the day. But the bottom line is the message to, to investors out there, these are the things that, yes, they're going to affect the market short term, but it's been proven time and time again, long term is the way you need to invest. And then this all kind of smooths out. Things were kind of getting to the point, I imagine, during your travels where you were starting to be able to get back to a little bit of normalcy whenever you landed in new locations and be able to go go out and at least walk around the town, but you're back on kind of full lockdown, at least on your traversing through Europe at the moment? Yeah, Europe used to be the one place where it's kind of opened up and you can actually do a little bit. And of course, that's all changing now. Asia's been pretty much on lockdown this whole time. What's kind of funny, though, even even in Europe, I think that I've taken the the, the stance of, you know, I'd, I'd really rather protect myself than really be out going out to eat, doing things like that. So I've spent a lot of time in hotel rooms, you know, which is good for work. I'm here, you know, doing my thing. But uh it is uh it's getting old. Twenty twenty is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, one one day just starts to run into another when you stay in a little hotel room for long periods of time. I know that feeling from uh back in my, my sports travel days. That they, they those days start piling up a little bit and they all, all every room starts to look the same, you know. So uh, definitely got to try and find ways to keep yourself entertained in those moments. Well, I think this is all good context, Ryan, for our main topic of the day. And that's the old concept of the customer is always right. Or is the customer actually always right? I mean, it's that case in the retail world, right? The customer is always right. That's kind of pounded into your head if you've ever worked retail. And even if you haven't, you've heard the saying. But when it comes to financial planning, it might not be wise, Ryan, to subscribe to that idea, at least, you know, um, hook, hook, line, and sinker, 100%. I mean, what's the point of having a financial coach who's going to kind of be the one who's taking a critical eye and look at your finances and, uh, you know, not taking their advice, just thinking you're right all the time. So I wanted to go over some statements where maybe we see this poking its head out more often than not, where the customer isn't always right. And our first example, probably very applicable to what's happening in the world right now. And that's folks trying to like time the market. They're either saying, now is the time to get out of the market. I sense the crash. It is coming. We are due. It's going to happen. Or maybe it's the converse, Ryan. You know, they're thinking, hey, we had a huge run up after the last election. It's going to happen again. I'm getting in the market now. Want to go 100%. Why is that a time when the customer might not be right? Well, sadly, these are the conversations we have a lot during times of volatility like this. And it's been proven time and time again that there's winners and losers. But the far majority of the time, especially if you do it more than once, you're going to lose. So much of what I deal with is taking facts and trying to make sure that investors don't do the behavioral actions that many investors do to hurt themselves. And, you know, these short-term emotional decisions have drastic effects on your portfolio that you may or may not ever recover from. Case in point, you know, from a big, big picture perspective, many people, when the market really crashed in March, panicked. And a lot of investors got out at the bottom or somewhere near the bottom and they jumped back in at some point. But you know, within a couple of days, you might have lost 10, 12% in your portfolio, which, you know, that could take a couple of, you know, years. You'll probably never make it up versus taking the long term game and be invested in the market properly with the proper exposure and, and follow the rules. 
I think that's so important. And a lot of people just, uh, when those emotions start to get in their way and you start to either smell blood in the water and you want to get in the market or blood in the water, it makes you want to get out of the market, <laughs> either, either perspective there. Um, it can then like really cloud your judgment and be very hard. Uh, hard to understand. I I just went through this recently, Ryan. Just like as kind of a, a funny thing that happened. I happened to um, buy a stock a couple of weeks ago, and normally I, I don't do a lot of just you know individual personal account. My retirement stuff's kind of on autopilot, obviously doing its thing. But uh, you know I'll buy a few stocks here and there when uh, when I feel like it, and uh, just kind of have some fun with it. And it went up like forty percent in in one day, like in in the afternoon. I happened to just buy it at the exact right time. And I should have sold. I should, like all of this time talking to you and going and learning these lessons, I should have said, beautiful, I'm out, done. Take the that, win. Easy Take the money. Win. Take the win. And of course, emotions got the best of me. Maybe it'll keep going up. Maybe this will be a big one. You know, why not just stay in? And the emotions got the best of me. And now it's like way down. And I'm, you know, may never, it may never go positive again at this point. But now I've got the other side of the emotion pulling me like, well, just dump it and get out of it instead of saying, well, I just need to be in it for the long run now. So no matter how much education you get sometimes, I need you next to me, Ryan, yelling at me. Sell. Be, don't be an idiot, you know? And, and, that, and when you're dealing with your life savings, you know, that just becomes amplified versus me just playing with a couple of dollars. But I mean, it's really interesting what emotions can do with this, even when you know what maybe the right answer is. And, and it's well, just it, wild. It's greed and fear. And that's what drives people's, uh, you know, behaviors. And un- unfortunately, a year like this, you know, helps to make that behavior more because let's, let's take an example. A lot of people started playing with the market and buying into the stock market when there was an opportunity when it was very, very low. And they're all talking about their gains. And it's like, dude, you could have picked any stock and it would have gone up 30 percent you know, just as the market recovers. But what that does is gives people this positive feedback that, hey, I know what I'm doing. I made 30%. Why can't I do that with my whole portfolio all the time? And that's just not the way it is. That's not the way diversification works. And uh, like, just to give you an example that hits home to me with a bunch of FedEx pilots, you know, uh, the beginning of the year, FedEx stock was way down. I'm talking, you know, $90 when it had been up over 200 before. And a lot of these guys that, you know, stock pick and buy a bunch of FedEx stock, I mean, they had lost, you know, probably more than half of everything they've had invested and we're all, you know, freaking out. And then, of course, coronavirus hits and the, 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 the market has totally taken off and guys are talking about, well, I got in at this, I bought at this. And once again, it's, it's a game that there's short term victories, but it's not the game you want to be playing because over the long term, people lose. And, you know, my, my message to a lot of those people, if you were lucky enough to get a good game this year, Take the win, for sure. Well, hey there. We hope you're enjoying listening to The Pilot's Advisor today. Just wanted to take a quick moment from the show to remind you that if you have any questions ever about what Ryan talks about on the program, need any assistance with your financial planning, need some guidance to get to and through retirement, or whatever financial questions might be on your mind, don't ever hesitate to reach out. The simple way to get in touch with Ryan is to pick up the phone and call or text 843 845-3038. Again, that's 843-475-3038. You can also find Ryan online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. And as always, we put contact information to get in touch with Ryan in the description or the show notes section of the program. So just check it out on whatever app you're using, and it's easy to get in touch with Ryan. All right, now back to the show. 
kind of along those lines, Ryan, I think another example of where the customer isn't always right is when they have their eyes set on a particular investment. So it's not so much just about timing, but maybe they just have some company that they really want to invest in. You know, this is what I really want to invest in, but maybe they're looking to you for the right stocks or the right funds. You know, I, I just need you to pick the fun. I want to be in this sector or this, this item. They've really got their heart set on something. Do you run into that uh, from time to time as well? Of course we do. But, you, you know, you have to trust the process. And the process is being globally diversified, having exposure to those asset classes that historically have higher rate of returns and let, you know, follow the rules and let it take care of itself. It's not going to show up every year. It's not linear. And actually, the reason why somebody has an advisor is to protect them from themselves. I mean, we talk about it all the time that if you give in and and allow a, a, a client to buy and sell whatever they want, why do they even need you? And then you're like a lot of other advisors out there that are just trying to keep a client, but doing whatever they say, buying gold, getting in and out of the market. Anybody can do that and get, you know, help them, you know, hurt themselves. But to be a good advisor, you have to stand up and say, I'm not going to let you hurt yourself. You can't do this. And I've actually had clients where I told them, I go, you know, this isn't going to work for either of us. You know, if you're going to do that and hurt yourself, you need to go, you know, go do it on your own because I'm not going to I'm not going to allow you to do that. It takes a little pushback sometimes. And that's what we're finding when the customer isn't necessarily right. You need somebody to push back on you a little bit. We see this too, Ryan, if I can uh, paint a hypothetical for you, somebody comes in and meets with you and they say, you know, no, I don't really need to spend money on blank. And that blank could be anything, a a will, a trust, life insurance, disability, long-term care coverage. I mean, the the list goes on and on. Maybe it's just on advice. It might be that simple. I don't really need to spend money on advice. I can do it myself. Often people view it as a very transactional thing and not so much seeking the value in either the advice they're getting or some sort of product or element of their financial life that might be beneficial. Well, and that's why I think you really either need to, you know, pilots are definitely guilty of this. We're type A personalities. Uh, We think we're the best at everything we do. Um, We're the expert in everything. And so you really got to know that work with an advisor that you mesh with and and it works. I mean, I I have prospective clients all the time that, you know, I, I talk to them and kind of look at the, you know, different philosophies. And I realize right away, it's not going to be a good fit. And, you know, for those that think they know what they're doing, let, you know, go ahead and do your thing. I mean, maybe you do, but you know, the, the right clients, the one that's out there and they, they realize they don't know the day-to-day operations of how the market works. They realize they've made mistakes in the past and it's time to get some professional help. If there wasn't a need out there, I would not have a job. That's a great point. Yeah. If there wasn't the need, uh, you'd be just a pilot. You wouldn't have uh, this this additional arm of your life and uh, of your business. So uh, and, and that's that's really, you know, great example uh, is a case like that when somebody doesn't really see the need on something, but there there really is. They just don't see it. And, and it's hard for me, too, because, you know, I'm very passionate about helping people. I'm very passionate about them not hurting themselves and their family's financial future. And it's kind of like, you know, where you lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And sometimes, uh, you know, you do all the right things and, and they can't see the light. And there's only so much you can do. Another great example of that, especially recently, is, you know, people looking at how well the U.S. market's doing and, and they want to get away from their, you know, diversified portfolio that really, you know, when it happens, it's gonna, they're going to have a big win, a big windfall. But, you know, it's, it's been proven that investors change their strategy every two years. And jumping around and chasing returns like that, once again, when you look at the data, proves to hurt the investor. And that's why they're, they're not getting market returns. 
That's a great point, Ryan. If uh, what we're talking about today rings true with you, you know, maybe you need somebody to push back a little bit. You recognize that, or you know, you're you're falling victim to some of these wrongs or these issues, like timing the market or getting your heart set on being all in on you know one particular type of investment. You know, those should be little red flags that you've got a problem, that you've got an issue with your financial plan, and uh, might be worth getting a second opinion of how everything is structured and put together. Ryan Fleming can certainly talk to you over the phone. Uh, to start the conversation that way. You can even text Ryan and set up that time to chat and uh, you know go a little bit more into detail about your particular situation. You can reach out by calling or texting 843-475-3038, 843-475-3038, or you can email ryan at flemingfg.com, and we'll put contact info in the description of the show today. Ryan, another example of where the customer isn't always right uh, is when it comes to sometimes fees. You know, some folks will have this opinion of, you know, it's it's fine that the returns aren't very good in my portfolio because, hey, at least I pay low fees. Or maybe it's the converse, you know. Hey, this investment's doing great, but I just can't stand paying fees that are that are this high. They're not fully finishing the math equation, right? Like there's there's one more piece of context that's important when people are evaluating fees and costs and return and that sort of thing. Well, and you, you have to look at the full picture. I mean, absolutely, fees are an issue and we should talk about them all the time. However, you can't make a decision off that based off of one year, you know, because one, one investment's going to be up this year, one investment's going to be down next year and, and people tend to jump around. And I try to tell people about as long as you can always be in the top third year to year, if you're always in the top third, then you're winning. You don't want to be that guy that has a portfolio that, that wins this year big and then loses next year big because the net result is you're still behind. So, you know, another way I look at fees too, you, you absolutely get what you pay for. So sometimes it costs a little bit of money to be in a better portfolio that's going to be able to handle the market that's engineered properly. And, you know, I always ask people, would you be willing to pay, you know, an extra half a percent to, to gain 3% over the long term? You know, it's not linear, but if you're going to win, if it's been proven, that you're going to win over the long term, isn't it worth paying that? Have you ever wanted to learn more about the academic approach to investing and saving and planning for retirement that Ryan talks about here on The Pilot's Advisor? Well, if so, go visit pilotsadvisor.com, pilotsadvisor.com. You can watch a quick webinar on the academic approach to investing. It'll show you how not to speculate and gamble with your money. It's all based on Nobel Prize winning research. Only takes about 10 minutes to get through the video and watch it. Gonna be worth your time, I promise you. Go check it out right now, pilotsadvisor.com. It's a webinar that covers that academic approach to investing, pilotsadvisor.com. All right, back to the show. Uh, Last but not least, Ryan, one more example and I think we'll have driven this point home pretty well. My accounts are down right now, somebody might say to you. I don't think this plan is working. Have, have we given the plan enough time to succeed? Is it, is it fully been executed yet? A lot of people jump the gun a bit too early to make sure that they're, uh, you know, and, and they ride those. We talked to, started off talking about the ups and downs of the market. Sometimes people lose focus of what the overall plan is, don't they? Yeah, and this is goes back to really chasing returns. I mean, the normal market cycle, there's going to be ups and downs and you just need to ride the wave properly and have the proper exposure. If you're constantly chasing what was good this year, or what was good last year, the chances of it being one of the leading asset categories the, the next year is pretty low. So <laughs> you watch it all the time where investors are changing what they're doing, changing what, you know, what, what was the big winner and you're always a day or two behind and, and you see it all the time. 
I wanted to, uh, I guess, with currently what's going on with everybody trying to time the market, everybody trying to predict what's going to happen and predict what's going to happen with the election and how they should be in or out of the market. It's good to bring up a conversation. And this is a conversation that our, my uh, good buddy, Dan Capril, just had with a fellow hunter. He was out on a trip and I, I just wanted to share it because it's it's the same old story, but I think it just brings delight, you know, having the long-term view, having the big picture. So here we go. So he's talking to a, a, an individual out there and, and, you know, of course, anytime stuff starts coming like this and I see it in the cockpit all the time, the experts start sharing all their wisdom with the rest of the crowd. And, uh, you know, I try to sit back as well and just, just listen. So this individual, he said, I'm not in stocks. My guy showed me on a chart how there'll be another drop very soon. It happens every seven years. I'm sure you guys can agree. So Dan said that, you know, he sat there and he tried to keep his mouth shut, you know, and, but so of course Dan couldn't. So he stepped in. He said, do you believe that the news is unpredictable? And the man responded, oh, of course. Yeah. The news is totally unpredictable. And so Dan asked, do you believe that markets react to news? The guy said, well, obviously. So if the news is unpredictable and markets react to the news, then aren't the markets unpredictable? Well, yeah. So why is your guy telling you that there will be another major market drop? How is he so smart to predict what's going to happen in the future? Does he know the news before it happens? Even if logic suggests bad news will occur at some point, how does he know when it will happen? And of course, you know, at that point in time, everybody starts looking at each other, confused, going, oh, I don't know. And so ultimately, like I said, you got to have an investment philosophy and you got to stick to it. And that's the way you're going to win in this game. It's a great story and a great overall point on the show today. So there you have it. The customer, we want you to be right. Absolutely. But uh, sometimes we need to push back and some examples of when that needs to happen on today's show. Again, if you want to talk to Ryan about working together, going over what your financial plan currently looks like, what your options are, how you're allocated, maybe some changes that might be in order, how things can get better, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Again, you can email Ryan. Ryan at FlemingFG.com or call or text 843-475-3038 to start your conversation that way. And we'll put the contact info in the show description. So just check that out on whatever app you're using or if you're on the website, should be easy to find. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for the help. Uh, be safe, my friend, as you travel and uh, finish up your days in Europe. And uh, good luck getting back here to the U.S. over the next couple of days. And we'll look forward to another episode with you soon. I appreciate that, Walter. And if you don't mind, I just wanted to end the show with a little saying that I remember my grandpa always telling me. And he said, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, and I, I look at that as day-to-day -day stuff in the market or in our economy that, that seems like it's, it's really over the long term going to be a huge thing. And he said, don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff. Mm, I like that. Don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff. Good parting sentiment on today's show. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the program today. We'll talk to you again next time on The Pilot's Advisor. You've been listening to The Pilot's Advisor featuring Ryan Fleming, a financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving clients worldwide, but based out of Charleston, South Carolina. If you have any questions for Ryan on what we've talked about on today's show, maybe a future topic idea, or want to talk more about getting a complimentary review of your financial plan, here's the best ways to get in touch. You can go online to the website, FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. You can also email Ryan. It's simply Ryan at FlemingFG.com. Or you can call or text to get in touch, 
843-475-3038 is the number. That's 843-475-3038. Thanks for listening to The Pilot's Advisor, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and many more locations. So whatever app you like to use, search for The Pilot's Advisor Podcast today and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.